Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? My name is Matt. I'm the producer of this podcast. I'm having a fantastic time. We had a great episode today. How are you doing, Fred? Uh, I am doing uh, A-OK. I'm feeling... uh, I'm feeling light. I'm feeling happy about the the Raptors' trajectory, despite two losses in a row. Um, yeah. Just like you said, we had a good pod today. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been you know some really huge wins. You know, last time we talked uh, after we beat the Milwaukee that one game, and <laughs> and he was uh, Giannis was looking at the heavens, and boy was he doing it again in the next game. You know, just can't beat yeah. those pesky raps, can you? We definitely really did nail the like Giannis is the Prometheus guy thinking yeah, about life. Absolutely. Scene, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would definitely, you know, if you were to, you know, um, try to word this Raptor season, you could really do it in, in, you know, that Baines play where he went to shoot, missed, but then somehow got it back and did a ferocious dunk. It's been kind of <laughs> that kind yeah. of year. If you're going to summarize this season, you do it Baines style. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. <laughs> um, if people want to, you know, Matt, like support us, yes. uh, make us rich, you know, move us to Texas like uh, Joe Rogan so we can really speak freely. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird, that's a weird intro to this. Uh, if you want to help us <laughs> for the pot, if you yeah. want to, you know, bump up our ratings, all that jazz. How do they do that, Matt? Yeah. You know, we've got all different kinds of arteries that you can uh, find yourself uh, flowing through. One is our, our, our Instagram and our Twitter. We've got all these like, uh, the, the, link trees up so you can like go to our pods and our, if you want to listen to, you know, whatever podcatcher you have, go to dunkspodcast.com and we've got all our links there. And then we're also on the Sonar Network. You know, we are the one sports podcast on the Sonar Network. Uh, you know, we're, we're pioneers for Sonar in uh, sports podcasting, I guess. So you can check us out there and they've got, I guess, a couple comedy podcasts too that you can listen to that are worth a ha-ha or two. And, and uh, yeah, you know, we do have a Patreon, which we, we would love if you could join, if you could throw us a couple bones here and there. You know, there's different things. You get the, the episode, the day that we podcast. You, you get, you know, Freddy's Hot Sauce if you pay enough. You get, you know, even a toque maybe. I don't know. We've got so many tiers, so much fun. And, uh, yeah. Um, I love it. It, it, it almost sounded like you it sounded like you said, we have so many tears, like we're crying. <laughs> we're doing okay. He's talking about T I E R. Yeah. yeah. The other tier. Yeah. Like when you hear the word peer and you're like, is he talking about like a peer or peer imports? Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> one, one of those things like you gotta know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
this is, this was a super fun episode and uh, I feel like we got to some some good juicy stuff mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think you, you hit all the major plugs you know get yeah. the toque help us out with the patreon uh, and uh, you know share subscribe and I think I think before we jump in there um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk talk Terrence Davis for a sec uh, as you know on this podcast um, we believe women and uh, that's not something we're going to stray from. Uh, and it's not something we're going to take lightly either. Uh, also, uh, we are podcasters without a lot of direct, uh, you know, um, insight into the law, uh, crimes, and and how that kind of relates to our, our favorite NBA franchise, the Toronto Raptors. However, we're we're not going to walk away from it either. So. Uh, I think one thing uh, we've talked about early in the podcast is we want to deal with uh, the information we have available and there is some new information. So I'm going to read uh, the updated, uh, you know, info of Terrence Davis from, from Blake Murphy, uh, legend Blake Murphy covers the Raptors. So it was initially reported by Wodge that uh, all of uh, Terrence Davis's seven charges were dismissed. So that's incorrect. Uh, I'm going to read from Blake's Twitter. The full order of protection between Davis and the alleged victim remains in place, subject to any determinations from family court regarding visitation, custody, etc. Further detail, five of the seven charges against Davis were dismissed, relating to assaultive conduct. The family ACD applies to two remaining counts, endangering the welfare of a child and criminal mischief in the fourth degree. So you can go ahead and look up what those charges are. Um, we're not, we're not going to rehash them here. Uh, and we're definitely not going to try to relitigate anything. Uh, I am going to say that uh, it's deeply frustrating, uh, both with the Raptors and um, I'm going to let Matt jump in here in a sec, but you know, w- with the NBA and not having any answers. And I kind of just want to let the listeners of this podcast know that we're going to deal with this as sensitively and as honestly as we possibly can. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Terrence Davis like he's just another player. I'm also not going to ignore what he does in the court either. So I'll try and straddle that line with as much empathy as I possibly can um, and expect the same of my guests as well. And if you, you know, if we're not doing it right, or if you think there are issues with how we are doing it, you can email us. We're open to it and definitely open to learn. Uh, but Matt, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, so I want to kind of throw to you in regards to the NBA and the Raptors and, yeah, I think that, you know, it, 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 what's upsetting to me is that, you know, this th- th- this is not going to be the last of it, right, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, what really, in my opinion, needs to happen is it needs to come from the from the top to deal with these kinds of situations. It's got to come from the NBA. They got to set the standard first so that the teams can take the next step from there. And even, you know, I'm not just, as I was telling you earlier, like, I'm not saying like, you got to come out and suspend these guys and put them on leave of absence and punish them and, you know, be harder on them Mm -hmm. that way. It's like, you, this needs to be more, um, it needs to be a part of the league with, with prevention and education mm-hmm. for the players that are coming in, you know, like young men in their teen, late teens and their early twenties, like they definitely need more education and not just the NBA, but like all the other pro leagues, you know, this is something that needs to be taken more seriously uh, because it is a problem. And I think that, you know, yes, punishment is one thing and it's important 
to set that precedent, but also we need more education. We need prevention and the NBA needs to do more. And, you know, just even like looking how, you know, Adam Silver, I think you owe an apology to Masai Ujiri. You know, it's like, Oh man, you know, and you know what? I'm actually glad you brought that up because you know, the, the charges were finally fully dropped uh, on Masai Ujiri. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll actually, John, I'm going to just do a quick touch on that yeah. uh, in, in a second. We, we can do more on that next pod. But yeah. I really think you, you know, are, are bang on as far as like kind of top down action yeah. and prevention and, and really prioritizing something like, you know, there's been dress codes, uh, speaking of like, you know, bad NBA policies, but you know, there's been really very high expectations with regards to COVID tests with, with all sorts of things with with conferences and, you know, trying to tell fans that you can't raise that level of expectation in terms uh, to behavior, to, to treat women with dignity, uh, is, is a staggeringly pathetic thing to, um, you know, have in your league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of reasons that go into it. This, uh, male driven world we live in the patriarchy, the sports being, you know, the, this last bastion of like bro culture, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's just unacceptable and it, it needs to remain unacceptable. And I think situations like what's happening with Terrence Davis actually project to fans that this is acceptable. Right. So this is behavior that we accept. Yeah. That it's right? a part so, of the league. Exactly. And, yeah. and I'm totally with you, you know, punishment's a bit too late, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you have to come from, come from it from a more holistic, real place. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, no. But yeah, no, I, I, I just kind of want to finish on, on the Messiah thing because I'm really glad you brought that up. And I'm so happy that, you know, he's vindicated in this sense. Uh, but, you know, he said it in a, in a bunch of different interviews that I've seen that he, he couldn't sleep for three days. And he had this, this moment robbed from him because he was a black man in a suit mm-hmm. uh, who was seen as a threat from this white cop. And that's horrible. And he also talks about like having the privilege of this moment was taken away from him. Yeah. But there's many, you know, black men whose lives are taken away from him. There's many George Floyds. And right. he used that specific reference. And it's not far fetched. We know it's not far fetched. So, yeah. I think, you know, this is uh, quite the mouthful for anyone just uh, hopping into this pod. But uh, guess what? This is life. And uh, we will talk some Raptors uh, ball and some NBA All-Star stuff. But this is where we're at this week. And uh, yeah, no apologies from us, I don't think. Uh, Let's let's hop into this uh, Black Lives Matter defund the police and of course uh, everyone email your city councilors. We can create change. Uh, Get in their ears. You are a constituent. Uh, and Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Let's bring on uh, guest number one and start talking about some Raptors ball. Uh, she's done the pod a million times. She's a, uh, She's got the record for the for the most appearances. Right. Uh, she's our Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> incredible writer. Uh, she's on this hour. Uh, or she's written for this hour. The Beaverton, Mr. D, a uh, bunch of other cool stuff. She's also the biggest and first ever fan. <clears throat> pardon me. 
of Nick Nurse. Like, this is how long her intro is because she's that amazing. Please give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Katherine Niker. Hello, hello. Well, hello. Um, thank you so much for uh, just, you know, blessing me with your presence and returning to my show. Oh, thanks for having me. As always, glad to be consistently available. Hey, you're, you know, uh, as Ben Golver says, uh, availability is the best ability. Yes. Um, actually, well and you know what I said? You my, reversed that. The greatest ability is availability. Oh, you know what? I did. Yeah. Sh- uh, shout out to Ben. He turned it into that. a T-shirt. Did you see that? I would buy that T-shirt. Yeah, it's a pretty cool T-shirt. I just want to correct myself, though, and say, uh, not my pod. It's me and Matt's pod. So for any of like Matt of the Matt stands out there who send me threats, it's his pod, too. OK, <laughs> easy on the threats. I don't need images of snowblowers and what they can do. Um, but uh, but yeah, just a quick other uh, availability uh, is the best ability or the best ability is availability. Um <laughs> I was listening to a pod where, there, where someone was like, you know what? Sorry, but the best ability is ability. And I'm like, oh, um, no, I'm no. sorry. You, you can't <laughs> circumvent that quote, that quote with something that's like, doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. Also, uh, Max Kellerman, is that his name from uh, First Take? Mm-hmm. He used it as well. So it's making, wow. the, round, it's making the rounds. <laughs> Max Kellerman, heads up, dude. Um, okay let's bring on guest number two uh he's amazing i just did uh his podcast uh below the hardwood we talked about a bunch of stuff um you know luca lebron's legacy uh me trying to name hot sauces uh i think i didn't riff as well as i wanted to but it's not about me uh he's a hardcore mavs fan uh also a raptor stan so uh you know he he gets his credit on this pod. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ryan Henry. I'm feeling it too. I just, uh, for anyone watching on YouTube, I just flexed and those are my real <laughs> muscles. <laughs> no worries. Yes. Um, How thank you, you good sir, for joining the pod. I'm, I'm good. Good, good, good. I'm excited. You know, got some, saw the topics and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is my jam. I'm going off on a couple of these. So (laughs) let's get it going. You know, I think I'm pretty ready. I'm pretty ready to go off too. Uh, And, you know, without further ado, Maddie, I know you are there. I trust that now with StreamYard. (laughs) Please, good sir, give me your best Raptors sting. Okie doke. Let's, uh, Catherine, let's go to you first uh, and let's just jump right into uh, the Kyle Lowry stuff. Uh, Actually, I told you both before the pod, I'm going to throw out a scenario or two to show you where my head is at. And 
you know, there's a, a Bleacher Report article uh, that just came out. Um, I believe there was also a uh, Philadelphia Tribune uh, oh, and, uh, album that came out. And Matt's also showing TSN's reporting, Sports Illustrated. So, so maybe there's just quite, uh, quite a bit of publications going on here. But the point here is, um, and I, I clumsily have made this joke uh, on Twitter and, and on Facebook today, uh, to varying degrees of success. But all of these rumors indicate that Masai is maybe the worst GM in the NBA. <laughs> and, and that, I think, is the biggest oversight of, of all of this. It's, uh, what's, you know what I mean? It's so strange. No, no, no. I just, there's a lot of trade Kyle Lowry rumors <laughs> that they don't entertain what it's like to be running an organization that that isn't allowed no, the to best just... is that you inserted the hot take before you finished asking the question <laughs> you know what i gotta do it that's my add brain at work <laughs> um that's my well, i mean people who know this pod they know uh they know my take yeah, on the kyle yeah, lowry thing sure. uh, I, I don't believe it to be very rational um however you know it's it's big it's in the fan it's in the zeitgeist right now so i don't want to ignore it um, and, and the rumors keep coming. Um, I'm not necessarily, there's a, I'm not necessarily saying when there's a smoke, there's a fire scenario. Uh, for me, that's a little bit explained by the NBA, you know, kind of this trend to get players out of small markets and into big markets, whether that's Hayward or Davis, it's like those rumors have purpose. They're from agents. They're from players. They're, they, you know, they, they're pushing the small markets into kind of like being feeder teams. And I think the good GMs are like, no, I'm Pat Riley. No, I'm Masai Ujiri. No, I'm whoever runs the uh, Utah Jazz. But, you know, <laughs> these, these people are like, I'm a competitor. I don't just roll over to a bigger city. Anyhow, this is where I come in with the Kyle Lowry stuff. So, you know, you're seeing the rumors out there. It's like Kyle Lowry to the heat. He looks so good with the heat. Obviously they'd give nothing back. Uh, Kyle Lowry to the Clippers. Clippers. Oh my God. He, we can reunite him with Serge, Kawhi. Um, I assume the Raptors would take back, uh, I don't know, all of the bad contracts on the Clippers. And then uh, of course you got Philly. Kyle's from Philly. That all syncs up, except it doesn't sync up at all in any way, unless you wanted to take back Harris or Ben Simmons, or, you know, if they want to give back Embiid, I'll entertain that. Uh, with that said, and this is the longest preamble of all time because I've introduced my own opinion too many times. <laughs> I asked you both to concoct like a real Raptors trade, you know, trying to work with what the fans seem to want, which is to give Kyle this proper send off to a contender. But you got to start with an actual contender and a real trade, which means, you know, you can't just say Kyle goes here, end of day. With that said, I've said this twice on the pod, uh, these two scenarios, but I kind of, you know, I went back to the books and I looked at it again. And the closest best trades I can even muster is Kyle Lowry for Steven Adams. Uh, of the New Orleans mm -hmm. Pelicans. They're 14 and 17. You know, it's calling them a contender is a huge stretch. But theoretically, you get a guy like Adams, you know, he only has one more year on his contract. I'm assuming in this scenario, you also get all of New Orleans picks, 
like you basically get the whole chest. Otherwise, why do you do that? Um, and, you know, that's kind of it for that. The other one is the Nuggets, uh, Jamal Murray. And I think that, yes, Jamal Murray's younger. He's going to have multiple all-stars and, you know, maybe he's even better than Kyle now. I would say no, uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets felt that way. And, you know, that's a bit of the reverse. We give them Kyle, they give us Jamal. We're probably going to send a bunch of picks back because we're actually trading for the future. So it's kind of like, anyways, that's my, like racking my brain with all of the potential trade partners. Those are my best scenarios. I think I've went on for too long. Catherine, I'm sorry. Please. I'm going to shut up for a bit. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things like with, uh, with all the reports, just like, like I like years back had a small stint writing for up rocks, like dime mag. And mm-hmm. the way it works is like, I was scheduled every Friday from like 9am to 1pm, see what was happening and then just re report the story. So everyone's reporting on the one story. It's not like they all have their own individual accounts of what's happening. They're just aggregating the same thing. Um, With that being said, listen, Freddie, I have to say this is easily the worst question you've ever asked in the history of this podcast. Fair. I hated it. I had a childlike tantrum towards it. I just looked at it and just went, no, like, I don't want to do this. I love that. And I love that it's not bad because my ADD. I don't want it. (laughs) I, I, don't have I I don't have a good answer I'm sorry I just don't I don't want it I don't want to do this I just look like okay let me just calm down for a second (laughs) because I am slowly starting to accept that Kyle's gone like I think him selling the house is like he's gone like i like there were fans that were like oh he's just testing out Toronto's real estate market no (laughs) (laughs) that is not what he's doing um so with that being said freddie i like your steve adams idea and i like trading out of his position because like let's be real we have too many guards we need a five yesterday like if there's a team that we can get a, a center for like that's the deal we should make i mean i'm not worried about giving kyle what he wants if he wants to go to philly or not because he's a free agent at the end of the season so he'll go to philly if he wants to go to philly i don't think we, we the raptors have to trade him there just to do him a solid wherever we trade him he's only going to be there for a couple months so I'm not really worried about that at all. Like, I think Kyle's a good sport. If we traded him to a team that wasn't a winning team, he would do his best to, you know, be a mentor and show up and do his thing for those oh, yeah. remaining months. And then he'd bounce. So I'm really not into this Philly narrative. I'm really not into even the Miami narrative. I'm not into any of it. I mean, unless we were getting somebody like Bam, I don't like I don't have those numbers in front of me. Like, I'm just I'm just straight up not into it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, uh, I, I love it. And I think that you you kind of touch on a good point with, uh, you know, if I think if people saw Kyle leave, they'd feel very differently. And and I'm, I'm piggybacking a little bit mm-hmm. on uh, Katie Heindel's point uh, that, you know, she was telling Sean Woodley the other day uh, about this subject. But it's like 
you can say bye to all of, uh, you know, the good development you're seeing from all of the Raptors players this year, as soon as Kyle leaves. Yeah. Um, and sure, you know, guys like Fred or Pascal or some people are going to have the work ethic, but they're not going to have the extra Kyle Lowry insight. They just won't. He's also not going to text them every day and be like, Fred, you need to do this. You need to do that. He's going to be making wherever he goes. He's going to be making all those guys better players. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This idea that you're going to like lose, you know, or, or you're not going to lose, you know, kind of like all of the everything Kyle brings is, is an underappreciation of Kyle. But, but Ryan, I, I want to throw to you because I, I don't want to, you know, jump back in and just monopolize. Ryan's going to have a real answer. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to have a real answer because honestly, I'm not the trade machine guy. I can't tell you anything about salary caps, but I, I do know vaguely numbers, some numbers of, of some players. Um, so I'll try to throw out some and you can mock or riddle if, if I'm completely off, but Kyle's at three mil. Um, obviously the, the do right thing is to send him to Philly, send him to a contender, send him to a team that he apparently prefers because he wants to play in his hometown. He's a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan like myself. So kind of liked, kind of liked having that with him and yeah, you know what, go home to Philly. I, I love it, but realistically the numbers don't work. Who are we getting back? But I think the only guy that's worth Kyle money on that team is Joel Embiid. And there's no way in hell they're giving up <laughs> Joel Embiid right? for Kyle. Yeah. So it's like, okay, um, do you give up Maxi with all his, you know, what he showed? But like, what's his contract worth? Like three, four, five mil? So like, realistically, is Philly even a possibility? Do we take back that horrible Danny Green contract and ride that again? No, like I'm, I'm, I'm over Danny Green. Yeah, um, right. I do like Seth Curry, but um, honestly, I, like the the money just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I did take a look at some teams with guys with big money and again i don't want to do it and i don't think they would do it but obviously drummond is like the big guy because it's like okay he's probably around 30 mil he's probably around kyle money um obviously they're benching him right now to the point where he's he's out so but the only thing is cleveland has sex lands so you got garland and you got sexton so it's like do they even need kyle like what would kyle do also imagine Um, like hey we're doing kyle a favor sending him to cleveland (laughs) right like no like he would resent us for a while (laughs) yeah i I don't know um, how that would go over i think it'd be like i always knew this would happen yeah, yeah, you'd be like slighted. He'd be like, "I just want to say, no one ever play for the Raptors again." Yeah, right? It's like we did it to DeRozan. Now we're gonna do it to you. Um, so Cleveland, I, I'm writing it off. But then I'm like, okay, you know what? I know I'm gonna just throw this out there, Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Like I know this yeah. guy is forever injured, and it's stupid, but he's a big. He can shoot threes. I feel anytime you discuss trades with the Raptors the very first thing I always go to is the mold and the culture because we're just a team that's like, you need to buy into everything that the team is doing or else it's not going to work. So it's like, what I feel like Kevin's a good guy. I feel like he would do that. But my issue with Kevin is when was the last time he's played a basketball game? So like, I just, I just don't know realistically what you could do, but yeah. Um, I looked at the Pelicans and there's two names that I did want. Um, JJ Redick, I've oh, I think I've said on this podcast maybe 
that I always wanted to see JJ Redick as a Raptor and his name and Lonzo Ball's name is thrown out a lot. Um, I don't know if Lonzo would want to share the backcourt with, uh, with uh, Freddie, but Hey buddy, you don't really got a lot of options right now. So those are my, uh, those are my uh, picks. Hey man, you know what? I, I appreciate both of your answers because you know, rumors aside, like actually making this happen, it's like it's intricate. You're scraping the bottom of like a mental gymnastics barrel. Uh-huh. It's tough. It's really good. And, and I think for me, it emphasizes the point, which is it comes from this idea that the Raptors like shouldn't be good, uh, both from America and then also from Raptors fans themselves. It's kind of like this like self-loathing where it's like, you know what? He's so good. We don't deserve him, which is like, <laughs> guess what? Guess what? We do deserve him. It's okay. Raptors fans, you can love yourself. Really, it's okay. Um, Brian, I want to stick with you because uh, I know Catherine's going to have some good nurse stuff. Uh, and I feel like, you know, listeners to this pod probably think I have like a hate on for nurse. And I'm, I'm always finding little ways to critique him. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I got a podcast, uh, so that's kind of what I'm doing. But I will say he gets paid more money than me because he's smarter and better. Uh, and watching that play out this season has been fun. Uh, you know, a couple things for me that is really kind of blowing me away is that this idea that other teams are studying what we're doing, the Raptors, so that they can best play defense against another team. Mm-hmm. That's just cool. Um, you know, uh, this shuffling of, like, the the bench and the rotations, there's still issues. Like, I still have – I'm still like, why this guy over that guy? But I'm seeing the, like, method to the madness. I'm seeing the fact that this is a crazy season in terms of so many games. And – um, you know, kind of like you have to make sure everyone's healthy. And anyways, I feel like nurse is kind of, I don't know, everything's more right than I realize. So I just wanted to kind of admit that for someone who's like looking for a little critiques, but, but yeah, Ryan, what's something that, or, you know, what, what has nurse done this year? That's most impressed you. Well, he's gotten other people jobs. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. When, when you are a coach and you have a coaching tree you're hitting that status that's like, okay, you're going to be talked about in, in like amongst the, the Phil Jackson's, the, the Greg Popovich's, the Rick Carlisle's, because I, I just look back. It's like, okay, like Rick Carlisle had Dwayne Casey who came to us. He had um, Portland Terry Stotts in Portland. And then there's another guy somewhere out there and it's like, okay, you, you got the that that coaching tree. Obviously, uh, Greg Popovich has his his coaching tree, um, and now Nick Nurse has his coaching tree. It's it's, it's two branches, but it's it's building. It's getting there. So it's like it's cool. And you know, yes, yeah, small co- Doc has Thibodeau, right? Yeah, there you go. So it's like okay, this guy's getting other people jobs, and the way that Minnesota thing went down was kind of ugly. But hey, like. Oh, good luck for Finch, and and I hope he does well. That that team's kind of a mess, but it's my my biggest. I don't know if it's this season because like this season, to be honest, Ike, as, as much as you know, switching Norm out of the starting lineup back in and out, and and it working while Kyle hasn't been here. Um, my biggest memory of Nick Nurse, um, I, I felt it was it was conflicted. I always go over this game. 
Dallas Mavericks fan. The last Raptor game I went to was the Dallas Mavericks versus the Raptors in 2019. Oh, wow. 2019 or 2020. It, it feels like it's forever. But it was the legendary game where the Mavs went up by 30. I'm in my Luka Doncic jersey who wasn't playing that game. And I saw this. I saw Nick Nurse half court trap the hell out of Dallas into coming back from the biggest deficit in Raptor history, 30 points. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there. It's like, they, like, I, I, I'm dumbfounded. Like, I was happy, but then I'm sitting here in a Dallas Mavericks jersey and I look like a <laughs> jackass. So I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. But like, Nick, Nick, Nick's adjustments, Nick's, Nick does his, he doesn't sit down and just do the same crap over and over again like the other uh, coaches do. He, he actually gets up and he changes things around. He, he, puts this guy in the starting lineup he'll bench you although he's getting a lot of heat for playing a certain somebody and not playing matt thomas you know he i just like that he just doesn't stay he just doesn't sit and just let it burn he he actually does some some changes at some point yeah and like you know um uh, well, one thing that uh, that um, I, I was hearing uh, from Sahal Abdi on the Raptors Republic podcast uh, and and his guests, and they were kind of just chatting about even this over aggressive defense that we've been seeing from from Nurse. It's slowly being corrected. Like I don't know if either of you are noticing, but I am definitely seeing that. Like it's almost like Bembry's energy when, when Bembry started playing defense. It's kind of like Nurse pulled everyone and was like, this is how I want it done, guys. And like, you know, OG is, is obviously already doing it. So is Fred. But, you know, for guys like Baines or, or, or Pascal or Boucher, like very, you know, capable defenders, they're not just wildly running out to the line. They're running out to the line like a bit more controlled. And it's these small kind of evolutionary details and changes throughout the season that I just find so impressive with Nurse. Um Catherine, uh, I save I save you for last for this question because you know you can come from a lot of angles here. You're a big nurse fan. You're a nurse stan. So yeah, what's what's the most impressive nurse thing so far? I mean, look from my point of view, this season's actually been kind of rough. Like I just feel like Nick Nurse is out Fair. here looking like an old timey cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> It is not right. He's he's wearing all black all day, every day. He, yep. you know, he he can't keep his mask on to save his life, which is literally the point. Mm-hmm. And he's slicking his hair back like an old mob boss. I hate it. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is. I hate it. I'm surprised. He is Ladies and gentlemen, ruining- that's Nick Nurse in 4K from, from <laughs> Catherine Niker. <laughs> not a he fan of the casual? He is actively ruining the fantasy, okay? And I don't like it. I don't know, like, like, can nobody cut hair in Tampa? I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but I'm not happy. But <laughs> from a basketball perspective, <laughs> obviously I'm happy. He is a brilliant coach. <laughs> it's hard to be serious after that. No, but it's true. Like, you know, I mean, I feel like you guys said it. Like, other teams are stealing our coaches, our schemes, you know, it's all, it's all forms of flattery. I think the thing that I like about Nick the most this season is just how much he doesn't give a fuck. 
You know what I mean? He does not care what anybody thinks. Nobody's opinion matters. He knows what he's doing. He knows he knows what he's doing. And he doesn't care if it doesn't look good or make sense to outsiders at the time. He's not out here trying to justify it one way or the other. Like, he just he has a plan and you know like you guys said he's not afraid to adjust and you know i feel like he treats basketball like it's this thing that's alive and fluid and he and he responds to it all the time um yeah he's he's a kind of like a he has a a a zen-like quality which uh is it seems like almost like a bit reductive to say but he did study with uh, with Phil Jackson, um, and you know he is like a Phil. Did they Jackson. study together? I feel like they spent a weekend together. You know what? For me, that's studying. If you're oh. if you're in the passenger in my seat, can't, in my mind, that's just them smoking a lot of weed and just talking about life. That yeah. straight up is how you study with Phil Jackson. Um, <laughs> okay, fair. fair I'm not fair. even We're kidding. Saying like, thing. We're saying like thing. everything I've ever heard about Phil Jackson is like. He's like, I'm going to learn from Phil Jackson. And you meet in like the middle of a cornfield and you're like, where's Phil? And a pickup truck comes by and he's like, hop in the side. <laughs> we're we're going to go uh, strawberry picking. Like, I actually think that's what they did. They went strawberry picking. And Nick's like, I have a couple X's and O's questions. And, and Phil was just like, look at that mountain. It'll tell you what you need to know. Every strawberry is a triangle. <laughs> every tri- every strawberry is a triangle offense. He's like, nurse is like, this really did work in the nineties, Phil. But it's like, no, no, it will still work. <laughs> you got to get the ball out of Michael's hands, Nick. Um, Catherine, let's uh, stick with you on this and uh, just finish off with um, the Raptors Hall of Shame uh, and. And Matt, you know, no pressure. I'll go to you last in case you want to throw in uh, a candidate for this, because I feel like this is right up your territory. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so the first, you know, hopefully there isn't like an obvious candidate, but the, the Hall of Shame so far for the Raptors is um, uh, Utah Watanabe getting crowned by the, the first overall pick, uh, Anthony Edwards, which really, when you think about it, is not the most embarrassing thing because he tried to really block the shot and you don't get dunked like that if you're really going for the block and, you know, but it was a crowning, uh, a big time. And the Baines play, my goodness. Baines got a pass from Matt Thomas, went to shoot. The ball went backwards. <laughs> like he kind of blocked himself somehow. Um, and then he realized he couldn't touch the ball. So he did have enough presence of mind to kind of like half box out Embiid, who fell. Because Embiid, come on, you fall too much. Um, and right, then it's a broken play. Somehow goes to Siakam, who passes it back to Embiid for the dunk. Anyways, this is like this is like a shacking of the shacking a fool like Hall of Fame. Uh, anyhow, so th- those are two obvious Hall of Shame candidates. Catherine, what is the third? I don't know, man. I mean, those are just like the very clear top two. But I have to say with Utah, like, I mean, Freddie, you kind of touched on it. Like, Utah should not be shamed for that dunk. Okay, (laughs) he legitimately tried to block it. We need to change the culture. Okay, guys, we need to change the culture. We need to stop 
shaming guys who try to block the dunk and instead shame the guys who run away when they know someone's about to dunk. Come I don't on. know what to tell you, but uh, businessman, <laughs> but Varnani uh, was the best uh, defensive center that ever played because he barely got dunked on. Yeah. Um. And and you know JV being a layup line, you know that's that's because he's smart. Uh. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, seriously, Sean Bradley to me is like one of the best examples, right? <laughs> he's the human poster, and he had multiple seasons where he uh, averaged over two blocks. He had a season where he averaged uh, 3.7 blocks. Yeah. So if you're literally blocking everything nonstop, you're going to get dunked on. Uh, not saying that that's Utah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I, I just, sorry. the thing is the Aaron Baines play just stands out so much. And I'm sure there's just like an Aaron Baines clip reel that would just make me roll my eyes to the back of my head. You know, it, it's an Aaron Baines clip reel. I'm sorry. It just is. Okay, so your answer, I'm sorry, is that is that keep watching Baines and you'll keep getting uh, Hall of Shame moments. Yeah, Uh, there's probably one per game. There actually is 100 percent. Ryan, is there is there a Hall of Shame moment we're missing? Well, I I will actually agree with Catherine there. You know what? LeBron made a business move and nearly took out Joel Embiid. So Utah, Utah did something honorable. He just took it. He accepted it. He didn't try to push the man in midair and and ruin his career uh, where, you know, guys like LeBron either, you know, they'll they'll step out of the way, make a business move and and yeah, possibly cause harm. So, Utah, he's the man. He's the man. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's let's just leave him alone. But I would say my Raptor shame moment is five players. And it was against the Boston Celtics, if you guys remember that game. Oh, I do. It was about a minute or so of really horrible basketball where both teams could not score. And it was the sloppiest, like, I sequence that. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. And it was it was five guys. So they, they can all share share in the shame. Uh, like all it. ten of them, actually. So. Wow, that's a shared award. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I have one that hasn't hasn't been picked yet. But let me throw to Matt first, just in case. Uh, M- Matt, you know, I, I put you on the spot here. Yeah, so no pressure. But is there any play that stands out to you as like a hall of shame moment? Yeah, there is uh, one play that stands out back early in the season. Uh, I hate to pick on the guy because I think you know the the media is really hard on him. But uh, you know the the Pascal uh, spin and shoots to win the game. I think he did that a couple oh times. Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. the spin oh and shoots. Oh, my God. Perpetually spinning. Yeah. Matt's taking my joke question, and he's hitting Raptors fans in the heart <laughs> with a punch that says, you know who's in the Hall of Shame? Your star player. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Well, just put it in there as a reminder for him to not do that in the, you know, when you're down to the wire. <laughs> but also, I'd like to put the refs into the sh- Hall of Shame. They're going to come in, mm-hmm. yeah, onto our Hall of Shame, especially on that, that uh, missed call on Norm uh, that Ben Simmons whacked his hand right off, flew off his bloody hand. He got hit so hard. Now Norm's hand is thing on the Adams family. Uh, it, it's just, oh <laughs> it's very shameful that that, that didn't get a call yeah. whatsoever, but that's what went through my head. It just like his hand got ejected into that, uh, creepy mansion known as the Adams family. And yeah. you know what? All the Matt stands out there. I know I'm going to hear it from you. 
Shame on me for not going to Matt Moore because this is what you get. You get you get an answer that ends in a severed hand. No reference to the movie Idle Hands. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you didn't bring up Idle Hands. Uh, the reference is Thing, the Adams Family, uh, rock star of a show, had a bigger cultural output than anybody realizes. Now, let me just say, mine was the Norm Botch Dunk. Uh, but I think that all of you had better answers. So cheers. Uh, I barely had an answer. You did. But you know what? I wasn't going to call you out. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That was like, I don't know why that was. I, that felt tense. But I think I just needed to breathe. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I didn't feel tense at all. <laughs> you know what, folks? Sometimes you might feel tense. Take a breath. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's move on to some NBA stuff, uh, Maddie. Um, I don't know what you got for me. Hopefully, maybe it's an Adam Silver foghorn. Uh, we shall see. Good sir, please give it to me. It's trade season, folks. Warm up them fax machines. Wow. Hey, well, Oh wow. Masai Jiri's office is just on a tugboat somewhere. I just love that for whatever reason it's Alvin the chipmunk saying text Bobby Webster and Masai Ujiri but then the sounds of a fax play so uh, I don't really it's, understand it's just, he's saying faxing Masai Ujiri okay oh okay oh he's not saying texting no okay well I'm not um, trying to make it too confusing here. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> but it looks like it I did perfectly for me because uh, I was trying to pull up the 2021 um, All-Star selections mm. to make sure we can uh, work on my question here. But um, I think th- this question has a, a little bit of a, a, a necessary start that we'll probably all agree with. We'll see. I'm going to throw to you, Ryan, because... Uh, I'll kind of let you take it. But my question is, um, who is uh, who is the biggest snub uh, in the in the Eastern Conference uh, in relation to all stars? But I think you're taking some exception to the word snub. So I'll let you go from there. Yeah. You know, before I give you my snubs, I just want to say, like, (laughs) I, I just feel the word is is used way too much. And I feel like it's all lost all definition because. I've seen so many of these sports companies put out, here's your list of snubs. And it's like 15 guys. It's like, it's an all-star game. Like it's supposed to be the top 24 guys from each, each conference. Like we can't just keep calling everyone a snub just because your favorite player didn't make the team. And unfortunately I'm like, I'm just being a realist here, guys. I love Freddie. I have a Van Fleet jersey. I was I was defending him when everyone was crapping on him in the finals for taking those horrible, horrible three point shots. But who are you taking off? If you if you call somebody a snub, you have to follow it up with I am taking this person off. A lot of people will say, Oh, this uh he got snubbed, but but who are you gonna replace? So when I look at the East, I'm like, the the people who got in got in because they, they deserved it. Like, I'm sorry, like you're not taking off James Harden. You're not Mm -hmm. taking off Kyrie. You're not taking off Brad Beal and you're not taking off Ben Simmons. So 
who who and, and sorry you're not taking off Jalen Brown as as much as the Celtics have floundered in like the last like couple weeks it's like they're all technically having better seasons than Fred Van Fleet in my opinion I don't know but I'm just I'm just like hey I'm sorry I'm not trying to be a homer I'm trying to be a realist the East got stacked when James Harden came here and that probably took Freddie's spot you can say but even after that my biggest East snub is actually Trey Young. Wait a second. Did Trey Young not make it? Nope. No. Oh, and wow. he was starting last year. Okay. Yeah, I can see some track. I can see some Trey Young. I think that's a pretty good Eastern snub. And, and let me just, uh, I'm just popped up the, uh, popped uh, NBA.com open, but yeah, I think, there's a couple people at the end of that list that, uh, you know, I think could be moved potentially, but your point is key. You know, James Harden coming over really did like, if you're not genuinely putting James on the all-star game, it's like, you've got something wrong. Like he's yeah. so unbelievably good that yeah. it would be hilarious to not to like, to, to make the mental, uh, you know, gymnastics argument that, somehow Fred is better than, than James. Uh, yeah. This segment for me, isn't really like a, who is Fred better than um, on the team? Because I don't necessarily think that that there's, there's a real answer to that. Like if, if you want to go Fred on the all-star team, you got to go like advanced, you know, stats, you got to go like, there's a lot of different kind of intricate arguments uh, you have to make. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Trey Young, I'm feel I'm feeling that. Um, let's let's go to you, Catherine. Who's your who's your? Oh wait, let's let me say one more thing. Uh, I I do think though that the word snub isn't good, but it kind of serves this purpose of like introducing a future All Star. Like Damian Lillard, every year was a snub until he made it, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of saying like this guy's in the territory. Um, yeah, of I, I being like an all star, and I think that. that's a way of saying it's like this guy's on the precipice. But but I do agree that snub implies that being a top thirty player in the NBA is like something to sneeze at, which is like what that's that's weird. Hmm. Um, but Catherine, yeah, what's uh, did you have an Eastern Conference snub? Yeah, I actually have a real answer to this question. I, I think. Look, I think. Earlier in the year, I was very like, yeah, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum deserve to be Eastern All-Stars. I think having two players from a team under 500 Mm -hmm. on an All-Star team isn't right. And I think the narrative didn't catch up to the record. And I think with that being said, one of those two have to go. And I agree, Trace Trey Young is the biggest snub. Also, why do people hate Trey Young? I don't get it. Like people viscerally hate Trey Young. Like, like they want to beat him up. It is like it is weird out there, man, how much people hate that guy. And I don't know why. Like, I'm it's looking really nice at guy. the games and I'm like, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see why everyone hates him. And I think like you gotta realize, like this is the this is the fans not voting him in. Like they voted him a starter last year, and this is the coaches not voting him in. And mm-hmm. I just don't get why this guy is so unliked. Well, and this is kind of like you know goes into the you know, reputation conversation, which is is a tough one because it's it's hard to navigate like 
where people's minds are at any particular time. And you hit on my major point, which is um, I think the Celtics being two games below 500 and Brown and Tatum really not having scary stats uh, is an example of the Boston media kind of ruling the day. Um, Absolutely. That's, that's how the NBA works, right? Like the, the Boston, if you play for Boston and LA, you get media play straight up. That's why people look at Marcus Smart as someone who's way better than OG, right? Which is, you know, insane in my opinion, but it's like, it's a thing. And I think a lot of people will be like, Marcus Smart's way better than OG. What are you talking about, Freddie? And I would be like, oh shoot, you're wrong. Um, he's not, <laughs> but like, that's, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, and, and, and that gets me to my, my guy, uh, you know, which isn't Fred, but I'm kind of like looking down like the, the stats here and, and the person that I'm kind of like, wait a second, what really is the reasoning for not having him on the, on the uh, all-star team? And that's uh, Bam Adebayo. I think his defense is incredible. Uh, I think it's awesome that Julius Randle, uh, can get triple doubles in losing games. And I know that the Heat are losing as well. But Bam, you know, if you're doing this like reputation thing, Bam was a major, major factor in the playoffs. He, we just saw him last night and he like mitigates our whole team. Um, he's a nightmare and I think he wins games. And he, he's someone to me who was kind of like a shoe in last year. And I think it's just a record thing. Um, so it's almost like, Anyways, yeah, the, 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 like him over Tatum in my sleep, no problem. Um, and that's just because I think Tatum had a couple massive weeks to begin the year, started slumping, and people haven't really been paying attention. But uh, yeah, so so my guy, did you did you pick someone, Catherine? Yeah, I picked Trey Young. Okay, right. Sorry. Uh, so let's stick with you for the West. Uh, and yeah, did, did you have a do you have a snub in the West? I actually thought the West looked pretty solid. I didn't think there were any major snubs. I mean, I think Chris Paul getting it over Devin Booker is just like a legacy vote, but I'm kind of like, maybe you give it to Devin Booker over Chris Paul because, you know, Chris Paul's legacy is sealed at this point. I don't think he needs it the way an up-and-comer like Devin Booker does. Now, with that being said, Anthony Davis is injured. He's not going to play. So whoever the big Western snub is, they're going to get their their spot anyway. So I didn't really feel like there are any major snubs in the West this year. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Like the the one person I was kind of like looking at and like just wondering about is Zion Williamson, but he's been pretty great. Um, so I don't know. Uh, is and I think he in? He, no, he is in. And yeah, actually yeah. The, the person I was half thinking oh, sorry. Is, yeah. is maybe Ingram, his teammate over him. Um, Ryan, is there, is there a Western conference snub you got? Well, yeah, I think you, I think you just said that Ingram didn't make it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ingram on that team, Ingram, the, the whole um, L.A. thing with uh, all the uh, Laker players in different places just playing amazing, um, Ingram's one of them. So, again, I, I don't like the snubs because I think the West is set. I think it's great. I think it's perfect the way it is. I thought the East was perfect the way it was. But, yeah, if I have to name one, I'm going to go Ingram because um, his play has been awesome. But you play for the Pelicans. You guys are losing. So nobody really wants to look at that, you know, as 
anything. But uh, no, honestly, I was set from the the west side. Um, I'm glad Devin got in as a sub. And I think um, Maddie had this awesome uh, stat about Dirk being the biggest snub from t- 2001, was it? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, facts, absolute facts. So, but um yeah, you could say Demar. You could say Demar because the fact that the Spurs are back in the playoff and race. Yeah, like, after, I was just looking yeah, at the the standings. So I, can, I can go back, but I think the Spurs were like, where are they? Sixteen, fifth or sixth? They're fifth or sixth right now. Well, yeah, like, like, I didn't realize they were that. Good. If you, yeah, exactly. If you're one of those people that are like winning matters, then you're mm-hmm. like, then you don't have a great excuse for Demar not being on the team. Yeah. Um. Uh, but again, though, like I, I think both of you touched on this, and I think we kind of, you know solidified it with the whole snub conversation, uh, which is that like, yeah, these teams are stacked. Well, they're so, I'm just looking at them now, you know, maybe you want to say uh, Vucevic, uh, he, you know, he just doesn't play enough defense to keep getting on the all-star team. Um, so, because Vucci has just insane offensive stats, but yeah, at some point you got to help your team win games. Yeah, at some point, um, you just got to abolish the conferences, honestly. A little bit of that, too. <laughs> Sorry, not to just introduce a topic. I'm just saying. No, it's true. And it's every true. time someone says, someone like openly ponders how many all-stars DeMar would have if that was the case, I just I just like to not think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like to not think about it uh, because it's, um, I don't know. It's not a lot. That's uh, funny. It's true. But, Let's do some. Let's move on to some quickish questions and uh, and finish this uh, finish this pod in in our classically silly manner. Um, uh, I don't know what that was, uh, but Maddie, please, sir, give me your uh, most beautiful quickish questions. Sting. How's that reverb? Was that cool? <laughs> Thank you. Very. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I, I just thought that no one would say anything. You were going to laugh and that was the end of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you all know quickish questions. Uh, uh, I'm going to get to these questions uh, the best I can. Might stammer, slur, seizure, stroke, uh, or stutter. Uh <laughs> And uh, you can't phone a friend. You can't. Oh, wow. This is great. Oh, my God. Well, I guess I'll read it. Matt's putting it up for me. I'm, I'm so scripted. No phoning a friend. No stalling. No stretching. Freddie is, oh, Freddie is allowed to stutter and slur. Maybe I shouldn't have read that out. That was rough. I just owned myself. Cheers. Um, and for any 12-year-olds out there, um, I'd be happy to play you in Fortnite and get pwned all day. <laughs> okay. Uh, with, uh, with that aside, uh, let's, let's get down to some quickish questions here. Let's go Ryan, Catherine, Matt. Okay. Uh, are we ready? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Ryan, uh, from your buddy Alan, uh, Kyle Lowry's WWE wrestling equivalent. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, that, oh, Ric Flair. Um, anytime yes. he shoots a three ball, who do you think is giving him the woo? Ric Flair, let's go. Oh my god, yes. I said yeah. X-Pac. Totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, uh, 
this is uh, okay. What team surprised you the most with how bad or well they're doing this season? So who's a big surprise? Well, the bad teams are the most surprising, like like Dallas, the Celtics, the Heat. Basically, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> you know what? I'll go. With, I'll go with the Celtics just to spare Ryan's feeling. There we go. Pretty big surprise, <laughs> uh, Matt. Yes. How short is too short for a center? Relevant question these days. Too short for a center? Uh, anyone under six six? Okay, you hear that, PJ Tucker? You keep I was on just going to say anyone named PJ Tucker. <laughs> you keep those high tops on. Um, Ryan, how tall is too tall for a point guard? How tall is Anthony Davis? I think he's 6'11", 6'10". Let's go that. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, I like it. Um, <laughs> Catherine, which current NBA player would you have the best chance against in a one-on-one game? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this is so shady. I'm just going to straight up go with Aaron Baines. <laughs> How dare you. Oh, um, <laughs> Aaron Baines fan club? You know what to do. Um, yeah. Just kidding. Be polite. Um, Matt. Yes. Five seconds. Oh, you know what? I can't ask Matt this. Uh, okay. You know what? Forget about that. Okay. What's an ideal? Uh, what's an ideal and realistic trade for the Raps? Jeez Louise. Uh, realistic trade. I and think it's ideal. it's. Pardon me. And ideal. Ideal. Well, obviously we need a big. We need a big bad, but we need one that doesn't have hands that are stuck in cement. So I do like what you said earlier with Steven Adams. I've been joking about getting Steven Adams onto this team for like the last year. And I want it to be a real thing. And I think it won't cost us very much. Adams and Baines. Play the boys up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't do an accent because it goes away. I said Pierre instead of Pierre. Um, Ryan, uh, this is a question I couldn't read. Matt, right. five seconds left. Your team's down by two. You're inbounding. Both Freddie Revis and Matt. <laughs> and sorry, and Matty D are open for a three. <laughs> Who do you pass the ball to uh, for the for the win to take the winning shot? Five seconds left. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go obscure. I'm gonna pass it off somebody's back. And I'm going to take the shot myself. Wow. Trey Young Styles. Ryan's answer to that question is he just goes full uh, Will Smith, fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he uses me and Matt's back as a prop. Trey just put that into my head. Honestly, thank you so much. Uh, Please pass it off Matt's back and jump off mine for a dunk. (laughs) Uh, Catherine, um, what's your biggest Raptors concern? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, You're like, I'm a Raptors fan. I'm worried. Well, we've, we've talked in depth about Kyle. So, I, you know, I'm going to go with Masai. I still don't know. I still think Masai is the biggest free agent this year. Me I too. I hate even that, talking so. about it. Yeah, it's Masai for sure. Uh, Matt. Yes. Uh, 
you are one of the Space Jam aliens. You gotta watch that movie, bro. <laughs> Which current oh NBA God, player right. will you steal uh, their talent from? Um, okay, so I'm a bit familiar with the aliens. Uh, I got to that part. Um, Matt's so- watched half of this movie, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to finish it before the second one comes out. Don't worry. <laughs> one minute uh, a day is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm going to steal steal some some skill, um, I'm going I'm going to the old source. I'm going to LeBron James. I'm taking yeah. that. Even though uh, can you? He's the star, though. He's the Michael Jordan. I, can you take mm-hmm. his? Yeah, it doesn't really work for the movie. You got to watch it. <laughs> well, it doesn't. <laughs> Don't tell me how it ends. <laughs> Don't tell me how it ends. Bugs Bunny dies. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he died hard. It's like the last Superman um, comic. Uh, okay, Ryan. Sorry, imagine there's death in space. <laughs> Yeah, the one is going to be like death, sex. It's going to be like. Oh um, Ryan, are the Raptors currently buyers or sellers? Well, I want to say both, but I guess we're we're selling. We're we're selling Kyle Lowry apparently. So uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so let's go with sellers. I think we're sellers. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fun. Uh, who shouldn't be an all-star and why is it Jason Tatum? <laughs> I feel like I actually pled my case earlier in that Trey right? Young deserves to be there. We all got to stop hating on him. And mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Yao who uh, will be on the pod Shout next week. Shout out to Yao. Um, and this is a funny one, uh, just because um, I don't know why it's here again. But Matt, I- I'm gonna read this question: How short is too short for a center? Different person. <laughs> well, too short for a center. Um, I'm gonna say that like you can't be you can't be you can't be four feet. That's too short. I hear that. Uh, okay, we're gonna make this last one an all play. Uh, Ryan, starting with you. Uh, after seeing Chris Finch get hired away in the middle of a season, what coach or front office executive would you steal away from another team right now today? Doesn't matter what franchise, not really. It doesn't you can, ju- you can just take whoever you want. Oh, man. Ooh, that's... Okay, I'm just going to say Brad Stevens. I just like Brad Stevens. How dare um, you? Look what he's doing. Got to do it. Kill, Brad Stevens. kill me. Um, Catherine, who are you going to take? Any 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 franchise? Any coach? Sorry, any, any, any franchise's coach? Any, or even an executive. Oh. Oh, to replace, oh, to replace Chris. Um, I don't know. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm messing this up. Am I replacing Chris Finch? You are replacing Chris Finch. Yes. With another assistant? But you can, it can be an assistant. It can be um, uh, King Cake Baby. Honestly, whoever you want. Okay, okay, okay. This is going to be a stupid answer, but I'm going to go with the head coach of the Hawks, Lloyd Pierce, because he might get fired. And then he's the second hottest coach in the league, in my opinion. And then we would Mm. have the top two hottest coaches. I like it. Um, Maddie, 
Chris Finch flew away. Yeah. Uh, to to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, who are you going to replace him with? Well, I'm, it's going to be real weird, but I think he would uh, accept it as a you know it'd be a bit of a demotion. But I'd like Dwayne Casey to come back as an assistant I, coach. Oh my god! I want oh. the Rock back. You guys, I want me. the Rock. Eternal sabotage. Dwayne Casey slander. How dare! How dare this? Um, okay, that's, that's the end of the pod, though. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, thank you both for doing it. Um, but before we, we kind of jump out here, uh, let's go to you first, Catherine. Uh, what's up? Where can people find you, read you, uh, all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, I host uh, a weekly podcast called Buckets and Tea NBA Show. It's uh, We put out episodes every Monday. You can find that wherever you find your podcasts. And you can follow me on socials at it's me underscore Catherine, spelt C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Hell yeah. Um, sweet. Uh, Ryan, what's up? Where, uh, where can people find you, you know, below the hardwood, but, but tell them about all the, all the stuff. Uh, yeah. Below the hardwood NBA podcast weekly. Uh, you can join me, Alan Dex. We, we like to say that we're unique and have some interesting takes. And, they are uh, unique. You are. And, um, you can follow me at RA Henry and pretty much that, everywhere luckily i was able to grab it in most places but yeah bth uh, on nba freaking sick uh also feel pretty good that i was able to get my name in uh, most social meets uh I, I don't know why i think it's i think it's the canadian nicaraguan mix um you know there's not not a lot of those but uh yeah uh, we, we've we've arrived to the end of the pod thank you all so much uh maddie you're you're the superstar we all deserve <laughs> uh I, do, I don't know what that kind of what that is but uh yeah thank you so much share subscribe uh hit up our patreon uh and help us out if you can uh but or just listen you know whatever uh maddie thank you so much if you feel like we're good to go and we're all set please sir just give me those sweet words okay okay, okay. Thank you.